Uh, tonight, and it's probably going to be a two-part series, I want to talk about the one thing you should do to people that don't like you and you don't like. <laughs> Mama Gloria said, she really needs, she talking about hit somebody. <laughs> the one thing you should do for people you don't like and people that don't like you. One thing. Now, doesn't mean this is the only thing, but it's one thing you should do. Now, let me, uh, as I segue into this, let me say this, because I know how many of us think. Prayer, yes. But that ain't the one thing I'm going to talk about tonight. Prayer, yes. Let me get a, a physical Bible. I need to literally put my hands on something that's. No, no, no. He know who I'm talking to. I already prepped him. Thank you, grandson. I already prepped him, you know. Uh, for those who just saw that hand, that's uh, Brother Charles Dabney, who uh, may be fired after tonight, but we thank God for it. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. That's cute to say. If, uh, if you ask Charles, he's he been fired about 300 times. <laughs> thank God for him. All right, the one thing you should do to people you don't like and don't like you. Now, um, every time, ladies and gentlemen, Father, bless us through your word. Bless us through your word. Help us to take an introspective look to see ourselves and then help us to make the adjustments when we see those areas we need to change and you know needs to be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, every situation, Lady Clark, every situation, Sister D. Sister Phoebe, every situation in life you encounter, negative, um, uh, nasty acting people, uh, situations that are unpleasant, Sister Rila, every situation you encounter like that, there should be one question you ask yourself. You should ask yourself this as a believer now. Here's the one question you should ask yourself when you're dealing with a negative person or a negative situation or uh, uh, somebody that's nasty acting towards you, or you're in a situation that's too difficult and, and, and you can't figure out what's going on. As a believer, as a child of God, one who has a relationship with God, the thing you should ask yourself is, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? We always talk about, oh, Lord, what's going on? I don't know what I'm going to do. That's not the question. The question is, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Because he's always teaching, we're just not listening. God never wastes experiences, we do. And he's using those experiences to grow us, to mature us, to develop us. So remember that. Every time you're in a negative situation, <clears throat> you encounter negative people, uh, problems on the job, in the home, uh, or even things about yourself. Lord, what are you teaching me? Now here's why you're asking that. Because if the purpose is to teach you something, you want to learn it so you don't repeat it. Amen. 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 Like being in school. If you don't learn what's qualified at the grade you are in school, chances are you're going to repeat that class. You're going to get kept back. And you don't want to be kept back spiritually. You want to keep growing. And I'm, when I say being kept back spiritually, I mean you're not progressing like you should. All right? So that's the question you should ask yourself because there's always a lesson to be learned. Now, let me shock you with this. Because I, I, when I was writing this, Lady Clark said, oh, oh, oh. Digging in, I'm like, oh, going to be kind of harsh. Brace yourself. Get ready. Here we go. I'm saved. I love the Lord with all my heart. 
uh, uh, I'm his preacher. I'm your pastor, your bishop, walking in the office of bishop. But I got to be honest with you. You ready? Some people I just don't like. Amen. I know some of y'all are. Huh. Some people. And they don't have to do me nothing wrong. Some people I just don't like. Now, for those who are watching social media and those who are here, don't, don't look at me like that because there are some people you just don't like. You just don't like them. You don't like the way they act. You don't like the way they walk. You don't like the way they talk. You know, it's a number of things you can say you don't like. Oh, here's my favorite. Something about them I just don't like. Can we just be honest? Because if you're honest, you can get help. Some people we just don't like. And ain't no need pretending you just don't like them. Let me take it even further. Let me give you a little more uh, shock to the system, as they say. Jesus didn't like everybody. Not Jesus. Listen to the verbiage. Vanessa, Jesus didn't like everybody. Blanche, Jesus did not like everybody. Matthew 23, scribes and Pharisees, he didn't like them. Religious leaders misusing people, teaching them wrong, uh, 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 taking from them. Jesus didn't like them. He called them hypocrites. Right? You don't call nobody a hypocrite you like. Okay. You got family members you just don't like. Hmm? You ever had your mom or your dad or somebody else in the family say, what's wrong with you and Sheila? You know, uh, those watching, Sheila's always my favorite name because when I throw that out, I never hit nobody whose name Sheila in my presence. What's wrong with Leroy? That's another safe name. I never really hit a Leroy, right? Come on, you've been at family functions and uh, uh, <laughs> so much so you ask questions about the food. Now, who made that? Because if so-and-so made that, you don't want it. Because you don't like them. Oh, boy, let's be honest. You don't like them, and watch this. <laughs> Here's Lady Clark, your motivation. He give, this would give you motivation to not like them. You ready for it? You get motivation to not like them. Watch this. When you know they don't like you. Oh, stop me when I'm wrong. When you know they don't like you, hey, that's, 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 that's what I need, Sam, right there. Woo. Charlie, you don't like me? Watch it. Let somebody tell you so-and-so don't like you. You know what you're going to say? Man, I don't like them anyway. That, that's your motivation. That, that fuse, you don't like people, and when you hear that they don't like you, you cool with it. Here's your word. Oh, well. Right. And so I, I wanted to bring that point out. There are people you don't like and you have to be honest with it. And I'm not saying you be mean to them. You just don't like them. Everybody you you meet, you won't walk hand in hand with singing Kumbaya. I don't care how long you may say you love the Lord. Even as a believer, you won't like everybody. Now. You're not even told to like everybody. Amen, somebody. You're not. Jesus never said, like everybody. I want you to repeat after me. I must, I must confess, confess that there are, that there are some, people some people I just don't like. Just don't like. Let that marinate. Because we're talking about 
the one thing you should do with people that don't like you and you know you don't like them or vice versa. You don't like them, they don't like you. What's that one thing you should do? What's the thing I got to do with people I know don't like me and I don't like them? Now, let me just uh, let me throw this in. It's not about liking them. It's about loving them. See, because some of y'all were thinking, that man said he don't. That's right. There are people I don't like. And for those of you watching me, be honest, there's people you don't like. Now, you pretend. And the proof that you don't like them is when you pretend it and they catch you in one of them days. Oh, well, you don't feel like pretending. You don't feel like faking. You 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 just going to let it all out. Let them do something that particular day you don't like. And you'll tell other people, though, you know what? I don't like. I mean, it's different if you don't, but then you're going to tell somebody else. And your hope is to get them to join your I don't like them two team. Amen. So the, the, what, it's not about liking. It's about loving. All right. So now your question, let me think for you a little bit. Your question should be, then, Bishop, what's the difference between liking them and loving them? That's the question should be in your mind. Because do you know this? Watch this, Charles. You can like some. You can love somebody and not like them. How many times you say, you know, something about that boy, I just don't like his ways. Something about that girl, I just don't. That. Parents, you got children. Just keep looking straight ahead. You don't like. Oh, you've got children in your house or no longer live with you. And when you see them, they're, oh, oh Jesus. You don't like them. I'm not saying you don't love them, but you don't like them. <laughs> My mom would say, we can't go to the corner store together without arguing, without a fight. So here's the difference between like, play close attention, between like and love. Like has everything to do with how you feel. Hmm? You like people based upon how you feel. Why? Because here's the way you say it, Deakley. You know, I just like the way so-and-so does thus and thus. Something about him I just like. <laughs> Here we go. I can't put my hands on it. <laughs> but it's something about him I just, I like. I like him. I like her. Because like has everything to do with your feelings, your emotions. But now love, here we go. Deacon Thorpe, love has feelings in it, but love is an act of the will. Because you can like me all you want. I, I may not like you back. You can love me all you want, and I may not love you back. We should, because love has feelings in it, but it's an act of the will. So now, let me give you the biblical definition of love, the kind of love that God our Father wants us to display. The kind of love, y'all, that Jesus models for us. And, 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 and it's going to cause you to think, because I want you to consider right now, if you're watching or listening to me, everybody in your life, when I give you this definition, ask yourself, do I love them like that? Because if you don't, you're not loving them like God wants you to.
And some people are going to come up with excuses, you know. Well, it may not be like that, but it ain't the kind of love God wants you to demonstrate. Now, that's very kind of love. You got uh, phileo, that's brotherly love. You got agape, that's that, that, that intimate love. Watch this. I mean, you got eros, that's that intimate love. Then you got agape love. We're talking about that kind of love God wants you to have for everybody. And it starts with the people you closest to. Why do you think Jesus tells the disciples after Judas is gone and uh, the last supper he's having with them? Watch what Jesus says. By this, men will know you're my disciples, my followers, my pupils, my, the learners of me. Watch this. By liking each other? Mm -mm. Watch this. By getting along with each other? Mm -mm. By the love you have for one another. We can accomplish so much more if we genuinely just love each other, not like. If you're looking to like them, then you won't be focused on loving them. Stevie Wonder said it, what the world needs now. Love and Diana Ross and all those people talk about love is an action word. So here's your working definition. Write it down. Those of you listening. Uh, social media, write it down, take your time, get your notes. I know those who are filming it will probably help you out. Watch this. Love, the biblical definition, Reverend Ridley, is the willingness to meet the needs of another, watch me, unselfishly and unconditionally. Let that marinate. I love you the way God wants me to love you when I'm willing to meet your needs unselfishly and unconditionally. I ain't got no strings attached. I ain't going to love you if you do something for me. I'm going to love you enough to be honest with you, and that's sometimes not telling you what you want to hear, not making you feel good. Repeat after me. Love is not about pampering. It's about perfecting. And when I say perfecting, maturing. Come on, I don't, I, I don't know if there's many of them today, but the old school parents. How many times you would hear your mom or your daddy say, I'm doing this because I love you. And I wanted so bad to tell my daddy, don't love me so much. Because that usually follows a whipping. Come on, let's. Bend over. Now you're about to spank me, sister. Really, you're going to give me a speech. Now listen. And I'm bent over. This is me bent over. This is my daddy. Look at me. Now, I'm about to do this. Oh, please don't give me the love speech. It's almost to the point, just go ahead and do what you're going to do. Don't, don't. You know what I mean, Sister Jay? Don't talk. Let's get into it. Get it over with. And me personally, I'd rather get a whipping than to get punished any day. Because when I get a whipping, I deal with that. Watch this. But if I'm punished, I can't go outside. I can't enjoy. Okay. Today's generation, I can't play my video games. I <laughs> so love, repeat after me, love, love. is the willingness to meet the needs of another unselfishly and unconditionally. Anybody you love, that, that ought to be the way you love them. But our focus tonight is how do I love people I don't like? And I know they don't like me. 
Now, you got, you got to be mature to handle this. This is grown folk stuff. You can't be uh, wavering uh, 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 with this. You can't say, um, let me try it and see. No, you, you, you got to get in there because watch this. That's what God did for you. And he knew all about you. Everything you would do, every thought you would have, every action you would take, and yet he did it for you. So that's our focus. How do we love the people we don't like and we know don't like us? How, how do you <clears throat> leave here tonight? Let me press it a little further. How do you leave here tonight, go to work tomorrow, sit in a cubicle, park next to, eat lunch at the counter with somebody you don't like? And you know they don't like you. They say stuff against you, tried to get you fired, tried to take your promotion. Bishop, you got to help me because I don't know about how do I do that? How do I love somebody at school when they annoy me intentionally? You don't understand. I'm a young person. And I'm dealing with this. And you talking about love. I, I can't relate to that. I, how do I do that? OK. How do you love people at your own house that you don't like? And you got to be honest. There's some people in your house you don't like. I didn't say you don't love them. I say you don't like them. Y'all don't do nothing together because you know y'all always got a little issue, right? So how do, I, how do I love the people I don't like at the church I go to? I don't like them. It's true I don't like them. Yes, I come and worship the Lord, but I don't like him or her. How do I do that, Bishop? That's where I need help at. Well, you're in the right place at the right time to get your help. How do I do that? Let me show you. Let's go to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five. Yeah, this is this is word church. So that means we got to get in the word. Amen. Matthew chapter five. Yeah, you, your ears should be buzzing. Now, I'm, I don't even like her. You telling me to love her? I don't even like him. You telling me to like him? No, I'm telling you to love him. How do I love him? I don't even like him. How do I love him? Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 48, Matthew chapter 5. And we've read this before uh, in church, but I want you to see this the way Jesus intended it for us to hear. Now, Jesus, uh, right here in Matthew chapter 5, he's beginning. He's in the beginning of his sermon on the mount, um, literally a sermon on the mountaintop. And he's done several of those. Um, and here... He's teaching all the people that are there. Watch this. He's teaching them the attitude and the actions they need to have as believers. So as a follower of Jesus Christ, this is how you ought to act. As a follower of Jesus Christ, this is how you should think. And he's teaching them that. And he's got the disciples there he's teaching. And there's a multitude of folk, a number we can't count, sitting there listening in. A multitude. And he does this for three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And he's teaching them, shaping and molding their minds, the kind of attitude they ought to have. All right? And so he gets here in verse 43. Watch what he says. Oh, let me just throw this in. I said you got to love them. You don't have to like them, but you got to love them. You ready? And love is our acronym. L-O-V-E. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Give me an L, L, you got your, okay, anyway, love them, 
You got to love them. That's what I say. You listening, you watching, that's what I say. You've got to love them. L-O-V-E. But I don't like them. I got that. But you got to love them. Now, whenever we read the Bible, we take a trip back in time. We got to understand the culture, understand the people. And he's talking to these people, uh, uh, the disciples and the multitudes, and he's teaching them about how they should live. Right. Not when they get to heaven, but here on earth. Because right, people are quick to say uh, 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 it's going to get better uh, after a while. Well, it can get better now. Amen. Watch what Jesus says. Verse 43, Matthew chapter five. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. In other words, that's what you all been taught. That's what Jesus comes and tell them. I know what y'all been taught. This is what you've been taught. And you can see something like. Because listen, let's be honest. On the surface, don't that make sense? Love you never hate your enemy. On the surface. Watch what Jesus does. Verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. What? Wait a minute. Jesus, the law, the Pharisees, Sadducees, Moses, the law, the law tells us this. Jesus comes to fulfill the law. All that stuff. Y'all talk. I'm that. I, I, it's all in me. And I'm telling you all how to function, how you flow, how to operate. Here's what you do. You have heard it said that's what to do, but I'm telling you, but I say to you, verse 44, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, let's be honest, that's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard just hearing that because you don't know how people treat me, Bishop. No, I don't, but God knows. But you don't know all the stuff they did me wrong. No, I don't, but God knows. And you ready for this? Before we get self-righteous. And he knows all the people you've done wrong. God loves you and your enemies. No, he does. You and your enemies. He loves everybody. So the people you don't like, he wants you to love them. The people don't like you, he wants them to love you. But since you're here, you have a relationship with them. I'm talking to you. Amen. Oh, no, better yet. I'm talking to us. Because I am still working on this. I started by telling you, there's people I don't like. There's people you don't like. And so here's the first thing we got to do. If we're going to love them, L-O-V-E, and I'll just give you two. We'll pick up. I don't want to put too much on you. Ready? First thing we've got to do if we're going to love them, L, that means we have to listen to what Jesus says and ignore what they say. Look at the text. You have heard it was said. That's what that's what they said. You see that? Verse 44 says, but I say. I know what you heard, but this is what I say. OK, it's almost like uh, uh, um, when you were growing up um, and you wanted to do Lord have mercy. You wanted to do stuff your friends did. And they told you what they were going to do. And how things happen at their house. Boy, I remember. Anybody other than me remember growing up like that? I want to go outside. They get to stay outside all night. And they get to do. And at their house, their mama don't tell them nothing. They can do this and go in and out of the refrigerator and eat what they want. And your mama or your daddy would say, I know that's what they say. Lord have mercy. But here, in this house. Hee! This side goes here. Jesus is saying, 
kingdom believers, followers of Jesus Christ, I know what you heard. And y'all, let me be the first to tell you, that is extremely hard. So hard, you can't do it. No way, Bishop, you got me confused. You telling me to do something and you saying I can't do it. That's what I said. Because you've got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. The Bible says greater is he that is he than he that is in the world. So when I'm relying on him, I'm taking his cue from him, not from everybody else. Because if I, if I said one thing to Frank and told him to spread it, by the time he get to the end, you got 50 different stories. Because everybody feels differently. Everybody don't think the same. Oh, boy. Please remember that. Let, let, me, let me reduce some frustration for somebody listening or watching, to me, watching me tonight. Listen. Everybody don't think like you think. And you... Come on, I've been there, Deacon Lee, arguing and fussing and trying to get somebody to see something and they don't see it. And they'll say these words that don't make sense to me. It ain't got to make sense, especially if I've been where you got to go. How many times as as children, when you were children, you told, well, maybe you didn't say it then. They probably do today. But you. If your mama says something didn't make sense to you, you say, well, mama, that don't make sense. You better not say that living in that house. I was at my mother's house the other, the other day, and I, there is still some things I will not say. And uh, watch it. And that's twofold. One, uh, fear the consequences, because as old and as big as I am, she, she'd pick up something. But then number two, because out of respect, that's my mama. Oh, listen. And, and, and for those whose parents are still living, they ain't got to be right. They're your parents. That's why he tells us to love them, not like them. You know, how many times you hear your parents say, uh, listen, boy, I ain't your friend. I ain't trying to be your friend. And I understand that, but you can love me and be friendly towards me. In other words, they're saying I'm not on your level, so don't, let's not get this twisted, right? So if you're going to love them, you've got to listen to what Jesus says and ignore what they say. It's right here. 43 says, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, he reverses it. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Boy, that's, eh. we've heard it said, if you don't like them, just stay from around them. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing. Come on, you know that we said that. Avoidance don't change it. Because you could only, what happens if you can't avoid them? You work right next to them. And, <laughs> and y'all, please don't try to be, don't try to use your relationship with the Lord to drown out what they say. They say something you don't like, you turn up your radio. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. You, you, you got to have the right mindset. So it starts with you relying on the Holy Spirit. That's why I tell you all, start your day Take a minute, even if it isn't your devotional time. Take a minute, even if you're in the bed, you open your eyes, you thank the Lord for another day. You say, Lord, lead me today. Guide me. See, because you got to remember, God knows what's in the Altamont. 
He knows what's at your job waiting on you. He knows the accidents. He knows the frustration you may have in that house when you wake up. But if you give it to him first, okay, here's a little phrase I like to, I like to say. Many of you heard me say it. Check in with God before you fall out with people. Because if I check in with him and ask him, what does he think? What should I do? And I listen, he'll show you. Okay, you, you've ever been in a situation where you was going to say something to somebody and the Lord said, uh-uh. You ever been in that situation? And, and it's just in a, in a subtle way, whether it's true, uh, uh, you're about to go tell somebody something at the job and the boss call you. Uh, Johnny, I need you to. That's your exit. But some of us so hard headed after we take the exit, we'll come back and get on that freeway of frustration. Here you go. Yeah, you know, I had something I want to. The Lord had just given you that exit. And so you've got to take the exit. Watch this. Because if you don't take the exit, you'll keep going and pass up your time. Now you're going to go further than you need to go. Get in something you don't need to be in. Start your day with prayer. Lord, help me to do those things you're teaching me. Those things. You could even pray this. So L means listen to what Jesus says and then know what they're going to say because they're going to say something. Now, here's why you have to listen to what Jesus says. You ready? Because our minds are so polluted by what we've heard other people say. Can I prove it to you? You ever, you ever said something positive to somebody and they said this? I know, but. Oh, don't worry about this. Because you know we're going to. Yeah, I know, but. But what? You've got to choose to be positive. You, you ain't going to wake up and everything going to be you know, uh, a zippity do die, zippity a no. Things are going, problems are going to come, pressure's going to come. Check in with the Lord before you fall out with people because people don't think the way you think. Some people don't know God like you know him, even people in church. But as you grow in your relationship with God, you understand that he wants what's best for you. He wants your pressure low. He wants your nerves calm. He wants you at peace. He don't want you troubled. He don't want you worried. None of that's from him. He wants you to have Galatians 5 and 22, the fruit of the spirit. He wants that to be manifested in your life. And that can't happen when you're not relying on the one who's in you. Amen. You got to rely on the one in you. Now, the challenge with the one in you, the Holy Spirit, is that he's got opposition inside where he is. It's called that old nature. That you, before you knew Christ, watch this, that he didn't even get rid of when he saved you. Why didn't the Lord, when he saved my soul and the Holy Spirit came into my life, why he just didn't kick that old me out? He didn't kick the old you out because he wants you leaning on him willfully. I want you to trust me because you love me, not because you're afraid of me. I want you to rely on me even, watch this, whoo, even when you got other options, I want you to rely on me. Because see, the other option is, I'm going to tell you off. I, I often say this in new members class. It's like, and I, I know this is somewhat dated, but it's the best example I can give you. Uh, it's like the old TV show, The Odd Couple. Felix Unger. Oscar Madison. Felix is a neat freak. I mean a neat freak. Oscar's just as sloppy as they come. 
Go to YouTube for those who don't know what that is. Google it or something. And so watch this now because I, I really need you to understand why it's so important, how we've been so polluted with other voices. It's hard sometimes if we don't rely on the spirit to hear the, to hear the voice of the Lord. Let's say this room is Oscar. You do whatever you want. Oscar. Oscar would sleep with food under the bed, on the couch, and pull it out, find it, and start eating it. Watch, just watch it. So let's say this room is Oscar. Uh, also, your old nature. You do what you want. Can't nobody tell you nothing. If I want to tell you off, I'm going to tell you off. I ain't feeling convicted about it. I'm loving being me. I think it's the right way because it's my way. But then when you become saved, in walks. Let me, let me do Remember, this is Oscar. The sloppy, the old nature, the messy, the trouble starter. The don't take no stuff off nobody. Don't hold their tongue. Say how they feel and don't care who it hurts. That's the Oscar. In walks this fella. The Holy Spirit, now that you say the Holy Spirit comes in, watch this, got the Bible, come in, Holy Spirit comes in, and now got to deal with all this mess that Oscar has. And the entire show, from first episode to the last, they are battling over who's going to win, the sloppy or the neat freak. And I'm saying to you, before you know Christ, that old nature is there doing what it wants to do, relies on its feelings. It's, but then when the Oscar equivalent to the Holy Spirit comes, I mean the Felix comes in, this ain't right. We got to clean this up. We got. And the way you determine who wins is by who you feed. Never do that. I want to put you all on a spiritual diet. Put you on a spiritual diet. Here's the diet. You ready? Start tonight. You ready? Repeat after me. Here's my diet for the rest of my life. Spiritually. Okay, I got to clarify that because like I ain't bishop. I'm about to stop watching this video. You talking about diet the rest of my life. It's a spiritual diet. You ready? Your spiritual diet is just as this is just what I want you to follow. Feed the spirit, starve the flesh. Feed your spirit, the word of God, it, things that encourage you, things that uplift you, things that starve the mess of you, that sloppy you, that likes to start mess, spread gossip, tell people off, let them know I'm grown and you can't say nothing to me. Yeah, I go to church, but I, yeah, God saved me, but he ain't make me no fool. All that cliche stuff we like to say. Because whoever you starve, that's going to go weak. Come on, think about it. If you starve your flesh, letting it dominate and do what it wants. If you starve it, it can't grow. It's going to get weak. Now, it don't die. It gets weak. That means no matter what it says, it can't overpower who you feed. Amen? All right. Now, so we've got to listen to what Jesus said. Know what they say because many of us, our minds have been polluted by what other people say. Another reason we've got to listen to what Jesus says. Woo! Here it is, because what Jesus says, oh, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit. What Jesus says has to be more important than how I feel. But I feel it ain't about how you feel. Come on, y'all feelings will fool you. 
If you live by your feelings, your life going to be like this. I mean, just. Come on, y'all watch me. Some of y'all here, you know, people like that. You know, because you say this, you go by the house, you're like. Wonder who's going to answer the door. Oh, you've had conversation. You start talking, you say, in your mind, you say, oh, they ain't one in the mood. All right, well, you know what? I'm going to talk to you later. They say, well, you got, no, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Because you know, oh, you don't want to deal with that one. And so the one you feed is going to grow. It's not about how you feel. Repeat after me. What he says has got to be more important than what I feel. Now, let me warn you with this. Let me warn you with this, because this is what trips a lot of us up. Sometimes, I got to give you the truth, sometimes listening what Jesus says and ignoring what they say is going to cause you to look stupid. That's what I said, is going to cause you to look stupid. Doing what Jesus says and ignoring what other people say or what you've been knowing or believing or following for a long time will sometimes make you look stupid. You with me? Tell me, say, prove it. Here's a good example. You ready? Here's his. Let's say me and a reverend here get into it. He says some things about me. I say some things about him. But I go tell his partner, who's also friends with me. I say, Frank, check this out, man. I don't fool with him no more, man. You don't fool with that dude. He this, he this, he that. You say, really? And now I've convinced you to side with me. Now we against him. All because we had a problem, I bring you out. You say, yeah, yeah, Bishop, yeah, that's what we go, yeah, that's right. Let me see him. I'm going to tell him off. Couple of months go by, watch me. Couple of months go by, you walk in the church and you see me and the reverend smiling and laughing and talking. You're going to call me on the side. Well, no, you probably ain't going to call me on the side. You're going to say, Bishop! <laughs> hey, I thought you said... Man, that was so. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to say, but I, I'm going to sit out so long ago, but he's going to say, man, you look. Yeah, you won't use the words, but you, you won't think it. You see what I'm saying? All, all of that is a result. Watch this. Of me listening what other people say but when the law deals with me and I listen with the law and the law deals with me now that time has passed and say man go back and talk with reverend reverend good people go back you may have said something and now we back and I look stupid to the other people I got involved oh don't, don't look at me like that <laughs> marriages your mama don't talk to your husband now can't stand him and y'all taking trips and showing pictures and she don't even want to see it on Facebook Oh, we in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> Mama, did you see the pictures? I don't see no pictures. Because she think you stupid because y'all back together cool. But when you ignore eh, what they say and listen to what he say, you're going to look stupid to them. And so let me give you a sweet tweet. Here's a working definition of stupid. Mm -hmm, you didn't know I was going to come there, huh? 
Here we go, Damon. Here's what stupid means. Stupid means to carry out an act that seems to get no positive results. Huh? Don't people say you're stupid? You're trying something and you ain't getting no positive results. Everything is the same thing over and over and over. That's, oh, you so That's what we say. We call them stupid because there's no positive results. So if we are, if we are going to love the people we don't like and we know don't like us, we have to listen to what Jesus says and ignore what they say. And I promise you, when you do that, chances are somebody going to show up and say, say this. They do it all the time. Man, you heard what they said? You heard them. You going to let them talk to you? And then that little voice, the enemy start coming by. Remember that cartoon, the good guy and the bad guy? And the bad guy said, well, dum-dum, fine mess you got yourself into this time. You got to ignore that voice. Because the enemy wants you to feel belittled and small. He wants you to feel like you're not going to make it, like that's stupid of you. And sometimes when you follow what Jesus says, it goes against what the world says, but it's going to make you better. Come on, point yourself, say, self, I've got to listen to what Jesus says and ignore what they say. Who is they anyway, right? Here's the O and then we're done. Listen to what Jesus says and ignore what they says. But then, oh, in love, I've got to have I've got to operate opposite of them. Look, look at look at the text. Verse 43, 44. You have heard it was said you shall love your enemies. You shall love your neighbor. Hate your enemies. Verse 44, Matthew chapter five. But I say, but I say, but I say to you, love your enemies. That's opposite. Watch this. Those who curse you, bless them. Those who hate you do good. Those who spitefully use you and persecute you, pray for you. Pray for them. You see that? If you're paying attention, everything Jesus says is in direct opposition of what you heard. Jesus is saying to us, I know what you heard, but this is what I'm telling you. And does he not know better than us? And don't don't. Don't feel bad about appearing to other people foolish because you want to please God. And watch it. When you please him, he knows who to send, who's going to appreciate. Because there are other people watching. I hope you know that. Watch this. And the proof that they're watching on your job or school, let you try to tell somebody else something positive. And they hear it. And they say, oh, oh, you holy now. Oh, that ego. Just come from church. I'm telling you, people watch you. People know on your job, people who know your patterns real well that study you and they ain't going to never tell you. They watch you. They know when you've been to church. You come to, you come to work Monday. How you doing? Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Blessed. God is so good, isn't he? Oh, bless God. And you know what they're saying? <laughs> Went to church yesterday, huh, Doc? Yes, Lord, I did and got a good word, too. We learned about such and such and such. Okay. Tuesday, uh, not so much. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Wednesday is hump day. Oh, I'm just asking the Lord to give me strength to just make it through the rest of this week. Thursday, Friday, you the OJs. 
living for the weekend. Yeah. But let Friday come. Let Friday come. And they don't have that check. Let Friday come. See, look, I can tell. I wish you all, I wish you all Facebook could hear the voices. Ooh, oh, hey. But wait, wasn't this the same person on Monday? They blessed. God is good. All the time and all the time. Oh, they quoting scriptures, singing songs, pepping their step. Let Friday come and they don't have that money. And you said, now look, Mr. Johnson, listen, I love the Lord, but I ain't no fool. Look, look, the Lord don't want me to be stupid. Come on. God gave me five senses, all that stuff we like. But what happens? See, here's what happens. You stop relying on the greater one that's in you. So that means every day, if this is the Holy Spirit, right? What's in my hand? Holy Spirit, this is a glass and it's filled with water. The water is the Holy Spirit. Is it mine? Is it mine? How you know it's mine? It's in my hand. And in this glass is what I need. And the only way what I need gets in me is when I drink it. And just because I drink it today, I'm going to be thirsty tomorrow. And when I'm thirsty, or uh, 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 let me put it like somebody, when I'm hangry, right, anger and hungry, you know how we get. If I don't get my nourishment, I'm going to act a fool. You ever been around somebody that's hungry? And you're trying to have a conversation with them, or you talking about something, and you talk, and you long-winded? And their nerves go to bed. Hurry up. Get to the point. No, no, no. Get, get to the point. You know what? I'll talk to you later. Because, and see, that's why midweek, you know, and we like to call it, and I understand it. I got it. Wednesday's our midweek fill-up because you can't, it's hard to run on what you get Sunday all week unless you are constantly drinking, being filled, being poor. That's why you got to get the right thing in your ear. Because you're polluted with all that. You work around negative people. You live in a world where there's a lot of negative, negativity. But if you don't get nothing positive in you, guess what? Has it ever happened to you? You got home one day from work and all that weight and pressure from work is on you. You get home and you angry with people that didn't do you nothing. Hey, honey, how was your day? How, how, how does it look my day was? How I look? But I'll just ask it, well, don't ask. You see how I'm looking? Don't, don't ask. That's, that's crazy. That's ludicrous. Well, I pray the Lord good. Pray that for you. My point is you've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. And watch this. And sometimes that means after they said that and it was kind of you, you go in the bathroom and check yourself. Yeah, you check yourself now. Lord, help me. I wasn't right. Poor Leroy. He, he doing the best he can. Lord, please. And then you've got to do what he tells you. Watch this. Because he's going to tell you, now you need to go make that right with Leroy. Oh, but I, go make that right with Leroy. And guess what? It don't take nothing away from you when you do it. It takes it off you. Now you've done what he said. Amen? So, two things I gave you tonight that I want you to hold on to. The one thing I should do with people... I don't like, and I know don't like me, is love them. L, listen to what Jesus says. 
That means you got to spend time with him. Because you don't know his voice unless you spend time with him. But then, oh, I've got to operate opposite of them. Don't ever, and this, this is why you got to rely on the Holy Spirit, because you can't do it in your strength. Don't you ever match your mouth with somebody else's. Not as a child of God, you shouldn't do it. They tell you all, well, I'm going to tell them all. I ain't no fool. I, we got that. But you don't display self-control when I say something about you, you say something back to me. And you, now you put yourself on my level. And if I don't know the Lord and I see you profess that you know the Lord, first thing I'm going to ask is, and you go to church. <laughs> and they don't mean it says no compliment. What church you go to? Because that means they ain't trying to go there. But you are the church. He lives in you. And you've got to display that. And yes, it's hard. Rely on the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to refrain from responding to negative people. Better yet, refrain from reacting and help me to respond. Because reacting is react. But responding is you take a minute and think about that thing. Because everybody that you're around that's got problems, they ain't necessarily with you. They just got problems. And you've got to understand that because one day you're going to have a problem and be in that mood. So pray and ask the Lord to help you to do this. Here's, here's part of the homework other than uh, praying those two things. Lord, help me to remember, and I'm done. Help me not to use the Bible as binoculars to check other people but as a mirror to see myself. Lord, show me me. Because when you deal with you, you can be a better you. And if you ain't good for you, you ain't good for nobody. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we thank you.